I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anthony Richardson. That's who's dancing. Dude. Calling him Cam Jackson. (laughs) Oh my, 6'4", 244, a 40.5, 40 and a half vertical, ran a 4.4340, fourth fastest time from a quarterback since 2006. So a lot of buzz with Anthony Richardson, that's for sure. Uh, And uh, reports are that uh, the Giants did meet with him. Are Giants having to look at, uh, at, at option number two? Uh, concerning what uh, what allegedly is uh, being reported, not allegedly, what is being reported in regard to the Giants and what's going on with Daniel Jones. Of course, as we know, uh, let's rewind uh, because I said at the beginning of the season, Giants should have picked up that option. Sure enough, they didn't. Okay, I get it. Need to see what Daniel can do. How does he fit in Dable's system? You know, injury history. Were they worried about the neck, the back? Um. Isn't there a song? Anyway, um, so, so they don't pick up that option. And, um, and so now here we are. Daniel Jones has a pretty impressive season, right? Now he wants, reports are his camp wants anywhere between 45 to $48 million. Uh, he leaves one representation group at CAA and signs with Athletes First. Apparently, uh, they were in Indianapolis with the Giants. They met several times and um, and walked away without an agreement and without a deal signed. So, Tuesday, that's the D-Day, or should we say T-Day, Tag Day. What do the Giants do? Because uh, now this is, uh, this is somewhat of a pickle situation because, uh, from what I understand, the game plan is... Sign Daniel, tag Saquon. Offense wants to bring them both back. So can you do that? You know, Giants are sitting there. The cap space is $44 million. So we'll dive into all this. I'm really excited. Cynthia Freeland, uh, who's uh, a staple on this show, especially during football season, she's going to be joining us live from the Combine in about 25 minutes. So we'll get her take on all the buzz about Anthony Richardson in his uh, his day yesterday. Um, we'll also talk to her about Daniel Jones. You know, here, here's another thing. When it comes to the Combine, what's so great about the Combine and uh, really upset that I missed it for second straight year in a row, unfortunately, um, uh, and that is while you're there, it's, believe it or not, it, it's what, how do I phrase this? Um, when you're, when you're in Indianapolis and you're at the combine, the college players and what's going on there is the least important as crazy as that sounds, right? What's most important is the fact that 
there's so many teams, there's agents, there's general managers, everybody's meeting. And, and I think it's really interesting the fact that, I want to say, what was it, two years ago that the NFL moved up the free agent period so that really teams and agents and general managers could really get into some like gritty conversations while they were in, 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 in Indianapolis for the combine. So uh, that's another reason why I'm really excited to have Cynthia Freeland on because, uh, you know, all the buzz in regard to the Giants and Daniel Jones. What, what is she hearing? All the buzz about the Jets and their quarterback situation. Is it Rodgers? Is it Carr? Is Rodgers holding up the QB free agency train right now? Because if you had to rank them, Rodgers, Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, who else is out there, right? Um, Carson Wentz now. <clears throat> yeah, thank you, no thank you. Uh, but so teams are waiting to see, okay, what is Rodgers going to do? And, you know, once, once, once Rogers makes a decision, then, then that's when the dominoes are going to fall. So now <laughs> everybody's waiting to see what, what Aaron Rodgers is going to bring to the program. So, uh, so again, excited to have her on to talk about that. So Jets, Giants, uh, some other free agency talk out there in regard to Lamar Jackson and, um, and just overall, overall and, and this will be, listen, we, we are two months away from the NFL draft. As we know, it happens, actually, my birthday week. But um, so we, we've, got, we've got plenty of time to really dive into this. But obviously, uh, right off of the combine, uh, the topic of the quarterback play is, uh, is, is pretty interesting. Because a lot of feel that people feel that Bryce Young is going to go number one overall. Uh, he... Uh, <laughs> He, uh, he clocked in at 5'10 and 1'8, whatever that means. Like, it's like and, and by the way, we've got, we've got Tom and Julian who are producing the show this morning. Gentlemen, good morning, good morning. How are you? Oh, we're doing just fine here, Anita. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. So I, I'm just, just a question. Like, you know, 5'10 and 1, is that 1'8 going to do it for you? Is well, that one is that 1'8 of... Almost five eleven. Is that is that gonna put you in the yeah let's draft them category? <laughs> See, to me, I don't get the. I mean, five, I un- one eight. <laughs> I understand the whole undersized QB thing, but honestly, that doesn't mean too too much to me to be honest. Because we've seen undersized QBs thrive in the NFL before. I think the latest example of one that's had let's say moderate success in the NFL. I believe that was drafted highly was Kyler Murray because, of course, everybody knows he's a shorter QB in the league. Uh, you've, if you look on Twitter, you'll see all the memes about him being so small. But um, to me, I would still draft Bryce Young. He's my number one QB in the draft because I think he's just got the best skills to make it in the NFL right now. C.J. Stroud not too far behind him. But to me, the 5'10 and 1'8, first of all, doesn't make any sense because we're not going to measure height by 1'8s normally. But um, it, it doesn't matter that much to me, to be honest. See, I, I disagree with you. I think short quarterbacks, and, and by no means is Bryce Young short at 5'10. Uh, but in, in regard, in the discussion when it comes to quarterbacks, yeah, he is short. Um, 
you know, I think shorter quarterbacks who thrive in the NFL, i.e. Russell Wilson, i.e. Uh, Drew Brees, hands down the best short quarterback in the NFL, I think they're outliers. I think they're unique. I think they're special. I think that there are certain offenses that have to be uh, built, designed around them to get them in space because uh, it's, it's next to impossible for them to see a wide open field when they're playing behind 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", 300-yard, 300-pound offensive linemen. It's just, it's, it's impossible. They have pockets. They have windows when they're in the pocket. So it, it, it is. It, for me, I, I do believe it is a big deal. And, and you, you don't see a lot of short quarterbacks thrive and succeed. And, and you mentioned Murray, and you're right. Listen, Murray is, is, has been impressive, uh, but also injury prone uh, because they're little. And another thing with Bryce Young is that, you know, there's not a lot of meat on those bones. So, uh, so very interesting. Um, CJ Stroud had uh, a, a good workout yesterday. Uh, really was was through the ball probably better than any of the quarterbacks out there. And um, and Will Levis to me is from Kentucky. To me, he's probably the most interesting. I actually believe that that Will Levis has the most the highest ceiling of any of these quarterbacks coming out. So. Anyway, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited to have Cynthia on. Again, she's going to be joining us in about 20 minutes live from the Combine, so that's great. Also, uh, a lot of Knicks talk is uh, the Knicks keep on kicking butt and taking names, right? They've won eight straight. Um, five of those wins, at least by 15 points, which is really impressive. Uh, coming off of, you know, a last-minute shot with Julius Randle, putting up 43 points, beating the Heat 122 to 120. So they're riding high coming into this game later on today against the Celtics. Moke Hamilton, it is the NBA season. So as always, I try to get Moke Hamilton on the show as much as possible. He'll be joining us around 1030. By the way, we'll be able to listen to that Knicks game right here on 98.70 ESPN later on this evening. So no need to go anywhere else. And then, of course, Larry Hardesty follows the Knicks postgame show, which is ideal, which is really, really perfect. So a lot of NFL talk in regards to the combine, the draft, What's going on with the Giants? What's going on with the Jets in regards to the quarterback situation? A lot of Knicks talk as they get ready to take on the Celtics. Of course, last time they took on the Celtics, they beat the Celtics, uh, which was awesome. So they've got to come in with a lot of swag. And also the Celtics are going to be without Rob Robert Williams. He's dealing with a hamstring issue. And Brogdon is questionable with an ankle. So there's that. Um, some other things. We've got golf happening. I'm... I'm Hopefully going to give you some winners. Uh, they tee off around uh, the top guys that are in contention to win. Tee off around 12.30, 12.40 this afternoon. So at some point in time throughout the show, uh, I will give you some winners. Also, we've got XFL. No NFL action happening, but XFL happening on ESPN. Um, I had the, uh, the, the Seattle Sea Dragons last night, minus three and a half. So they covered last minute touchdown pass from Danucci to Josh Gordon to seal that deal. I also had the under, which did not hit. So I'm eight and two on the season in regard to XFL play. And there's three games today and tonight that I'll have some plays for you as well. I I think, of course, there's some NCAA, but um, you've got Duke uh, who beat UNC last night. So what does that mean? I I don't think UNC makes it to the big dance this season. I think they needed that win. 
in order to make it in. Uh, they're definitely a bubble team. So that's pretty interesting. So a, a lot to dive into. Also, the phones are open as always, 800-919-3776. Uh, we come back, let's do a deeper dive into this Daniel Jones uh, Giants conversation in regard to his contract. I went online to look at uh, you know where, where a number of uh, quarterback contracts uh, sit in, in the hierarchy of, of who gets paid and what. And so I think it's important, like, because that's how we judge this, right? Like if the Giants are going to play Jan- Daniel Jones X amount of money, um, is he in that X, um, X amount of money tier of quarterbacks? I think it's an interesting conversation to have. What say you? 800-919-3776. Nina Marks with you on the Sunday fun day here on 98.7 ESPN. What do you? 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I do expect when it's all said and done, the final number, and this is just kind of based off what I heard, and, and you know, it's right around there, that it will be start with a four. Now, not I know people have talked about, 40, you know, he's asking for 45 million, 47 million. I'm not talking that kind of range. I'm talking like, you know, lower fours. But I do think that the, there's a good chance that this ends up in the, the 40 million range. Jordan Redon on with uh, Dan Grassa. Again, should have picked up that fifth-year option. And, and again, listen, I, I understand. I understand. I understand all the reasons why the Giants didn't. I understand, right? There were so many question marks about Daniel Jones um, heading into this season, right? Here, but here, here's my thing. Um, e- even if you e- – e- <laughs> number one, to get Daniel Jones at $22 million – as a bridge quarterback, let's just say Daniel Jones didn't have the season he did last year, right? Do you do you really think that any of these quarterbacks coming out of this draft class this year legitimately like are like Trevor Lawrence, like, boom, pop in and start? Absolutely not. No. Right? So, you know, why, why not pick up that fifth-year option? Give Daniel Jones two years to learn Brian Dable's system and still go out and, and draft one of these quarterbacks if, if you're not sold on Daniel Jones. Now you're sitting here and you're negotiating $45, 48000000 million. Yeah, but and, and again, listen. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tom. Go here's ahead, the thing Tom. you got to keep in mind, too. 
I don't think mm-hmm. anybody expected Daniel Jones to ask for $40 million heading into this offseason either. The Browns kind of screwed everybody when they signed Deshaun Watson to that massive deal, and they reset the market. I'm not saying Daniel Jones is worth any of that money, and I'm not even going to say Deshaun Watson's worth the money that he signed for. But when you have that QB that's going to sign for that massive amount of money, even the worst quarterbacks are going to start asking for more because that's what the market just dictates. Yeah, so a few things to unpack there. Number one, the Cleveland Browns absolutely screwed the NFL. And I would imagine that there are a number of owners out there that are royally pissed off at them, okay? Uh, because what w- the money that they guaranteed uh, Deshaun Watson is, it's, it's you, you can't use that as a barometer. You can't. Uh, Lamar Jackson is. Um, and so I would imagine that there's a number of owners and general managers out there that are just livid with the Haslam family. Okay, so that's first and foremost. So you're absolutely right there, Tom. Number two, I disagree with you in regard to, to Daniel. If you go back and you, you recall Dave Gettleman uh, drafting Daniel when he did, um, I was shocked. I, I, I knew the Giants liked Daniel. I knew that he was the top of the leaderboard, leaderboard, draft board, um, in regard to quarterback. But I just, I was shocked that he went that high. However, after the draft and talking to a number of scouts and, and, and general managers, and there were a number of teams out there that loved Daniel Jones, um, Belichick and, and the Patriots being one of them. So, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I, I, I think knowing that, you know, he's, he's, he was coming up on his deal, um, and I think that there's a lot of, uh, if, if he would have at least done something significant, not blew anyone away. Um, I think that I think that because of the interest that was in that was in for him coming out of Duke, um, I and I I think I think that there would have been some teams uh, that and, and we are seeing, you know, apparently there are there are a number of teams that are all eyes on the Giants to see how this plays out. And I would imagine looking at the landscape of the NFL and the quarterback play, which let's be honest, really stinks. Okay, I mean, really, really stinks. Um, I would imagine that there's a number of teams that would fork out forty-five, forty-eight million dollars for Daniel Jones. Uh, whether he's worthy of it or not, that's a separate situ- that's a separate conversation. We've seen a lot of teams pay a lot of money for players that aren't necessarily deserving, but because the market is so bad that above average, not spectacular, but above average quarterback play is going to get that kind of money. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Ira in Staten Island. Ira, welcome in. Hey, good morning, Anita. How are you? Good yeah, morning. You know, the quarterback, good morning. You know, the quarterback market, listen, I'm all for the players. God bless them. They should make as much as they can because, you know, in a blink of the eye, their career is over. And Trevor Jackson and Trevor Lawrence, probably the first 65 to $70 million quarterback. That's coming up. But, you know, what the Giants are going to do, they'll probably settle on a 39 to 41 range with Jones, and he'll get it, and they should pay him. But, you know, you're talking about the shorter quarterbacks. And, listen, I'm old school. I'm more prototypical. I like the larger-sized guy. could stand in the pocket, some mobility. You want that 6'4 type of quarterback if possible. But you have the few exceptions. But that leads me to Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson, listen, the, the book, for me, it's written with the Jets. I don't, I don't buy this stuff where he's going to be around for much longer. But I think one of his problems, besides other things, is that he doesn't see the field because he's short. And that's one of the examples. He doesn't see over the offensive line. And if you don't see over the offensive line, you're forced to throw outside to the numbers, and you can't take advantage of the middle of the field. 
And before you, you, you leave me, your prediction, Roger's a Jet or not, I would prefer he doesn't come here. Curious what you think. Yeah, and, and Ira, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Um, I, I've, I've been saying it for weeks now. Um, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather have Carr. Uh, number one, you don't have to give up draft picks to get him. Number two, uh, you don't have to eat a ridiculous deal, the $150 million extension that the uh, Green Bay Packers gave to Rodgers that, uh, that, that a capped, strapped Jets team is going to have to eat. Um, not sure exactly like, you know, how they, what they work out. Do, do, do the Green Bay Packers eat any of that money? I don't know. Uh, then you bring in Rodgers, who obviously has an attitude problem. All he knows is the Green Bay Packers, where he's like, you know, king of the household, king of the household. Now he's going to come to New York. He's got he's got thin skin, but so does so does Derek Carr. I think both of them. There's a concern there in that regard. Um, Derek Carr, uh, younger, more time. Does Aaron Rodgers come here and is a one year wonder and tries to win a Super Bowl this year and then that's it? Hangs up the cleats, goes locks himself in some dark room and decides he wants to retire after 2023. Derek Carr. Uh, more willing and, and and welcoming to work with young players who don't know a lot, doesn't get frustrated. I, I just, there, there's just so many reasons why, to me, Derek Carr checks the boxes. I'm not sitting here saying that Derek Carr, uh, that, that Carr is a better quarterback than Rodgers. That's not what I'm saying. But when you look big picture uh, in, in regard to other things that matter as well, I, I just, I, I lean towards Carr. 800-919-3776. John and Jose, I see you. Hang tight. We're going to get to your calls. I promise. We're going to bring in Cynthia Freeland after uh, we speak to her. We'll get to your calls. Okay? So hang tight. We come back. We'll take you to Indianapolis, home of the Combine. Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network, joins us next right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I've been this size, uh, you know, respectfully my, my whole life. You know, I, I know who I am. Um, I, you know, I know what I can do. And, you know, for me, you know, I think it, it, it's fair. You know, everyone can, can speculate and ask whatever questions are necessary. But, you know, I'm going to continue to control what I can control. I'm keep working my hardest to put myself in a good position. And I'm confident in myself. I know what I can do. And, you know, I'm just excited to get to that next level. With all due respect, I highly doubt Bryce Young was 5'10 in one eighth when he came out of the womb i i i i don't know i don't know who would survive that uh let's bring in cynthia freeland from the nfl network she joins us uh, all the time pretty much every saturday it is sunday though uh right here on 98.7 espn she's coming to you live from the combine she's been there all week you've seen her all over the nfl network cynthia good morning good morning how are you 
I'm a little dead, but but doing well, thank you. You know, having fun, enjoying it, but this is exhausting. I hear it in your voice, my friend, and so uh, we are blessed, and I am very <laughs> grateful and thankful that you uh, that you are spending some time with us this morning. Thank you so much. Uh, let's start right there in regard to Bryce Young, right? Five ten. And one-eighth, like the one-eighth really makes a difference. Um, and 200 pounds, I know the big talk, obviously, is his size. Um, what, what, what has been the buzz this week in regard to Bryce Young? A lot of people feel that he's going to be the first quarterback taken in this draft, let alone go number one overall. What say you? I think that, it's, I mean, obviously it's between him, C.J. Stroud, and, of course, Anthony Richardson. But I, I think between those two, I feel like people have a little bit more confidence in Bryce Young's film, but they think C.J. Stroud has potentially a more accurate set of skills. So it's between those two, and Bryce Young seems to have the better film, just, you know, slightly and performed as expected. You know, this one wasn't the quarterback class where you're like, wow, like there's this huge, like, difference in – you know, there's, there's no one guy that's, like, standing – there's no Trevor Lawrence, right, that's, like, standing head and shoulders above everyone else. Um, Anthony Richardson you, you had a big day, right? Cam, I'm sorry, AKA Cam Jackson, uh, 40.5 oh vertical four, four, three, 40, fourth fastest QB time since 2006. He has been the biggest buzz in the last 24 hours. Only a one year starter at Florida. Um, to me, I, I, I just, I've got some major concerns here. I, don't get me wrong. Great athlete. Uh, in, in, uber impressive yesterday. But am I drafting him in the first round? Hell to the no. Uh, what say you, Cynthia? I mean, when do you need a quarterback to have that kind of vert? Like, it's, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. He's a great athlete. But, like, who, who is he being asked to jump over? You know, like, that's just not part of the skill set. So, when I'm looking at him, you know, he said something on the podium. Like, he said, you've been, someone asked, like, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. But it's like, you've been labeled as a bit of a project. And he's like, I don't know what that means. And, in fairness to him, all quarterbacks are projects. No one knows for sure. There's no, you know, sure thing to, at the next level. But I think it's funny, like, you know, he, has, he he just doesn't have enough data. 13 starts. We've seen several examples of guys who have very few starts in the NFL and they struggle up in, the, or in, in college and they struggle at the next level. So, you know, I, I, I do think I'm with you. I, I wouldn't necessarily, maybe the back half of the first round for a team that, is taking a bit more of a swing, but you know, that's only to preserve the fact that if he's a first round pick, then they get one year longer. Should he pan mm-hmm. out on the other side before they have to pay him a monstrous salary? Yeah. So for folks listening in, uh, if, if an NFL team drafts a quarterback in the first round, they get it. The team gets a, an, an extra year um, to, in, in regard to the potential of, of, of a rookie deal. And so that's where the incentive is there. Will Levis, let's talk about him for a second. Came out and said, listen, I've got a cannon of an arm. I want to show it off. I kind of like the swagger. Um, and and I think my, personally, and, and talking to a number of scouts, I think that he has the highest ceiling out of all these quarterbacks. Maybe, maybe Hendon Hooker, but of course, unfortunately, he injures his knee. And so uh, whoever does draft him, uh, you know, obviously he won't ready, be ready to go in 2023. But nonetheless, like, what, what's, your, what's your thoughts on Will and how he performed yesterday? Somebody told me that the comp for him was both good and bad Carson Wentz. And I think that was an interest. That got me thinking because, you know, remember, what was it, 2015 when we were talking about Carson Wentz as the potential league MVP. And then, of course, we've seen 
some some suspect play. But I do like the the comp in terms of like a lot of raw talent to work with and the potential for who he works with to determine how good he'll end up being. Like with Doug Peterson, he was awesome. And then it didn't go so well in other places. But but look, like that's Will Levis has a really nice arm. He did throw a lot of picks, but he had a horrible O line. So it's it's really hard. This one this one has shades of just they don't play the same, but it has shades of Justin Herbert. Because remember coming out of college, Justin Herbert threw all those passes at or behind the line of scrimmage. But then every once in a while, you saw him throw this just like deep bomb, right? And you didn't know what you were going to get from this guy. But he obviously is turning out to be quite the pro. But you know, Will Levis is, is very interesting. Very it doesn't have the same personality as Justin Herbert, but very interesting in terms of a prospect. Yeah, to me, that's the quarterback that that I would be eyeing. Um, again, you know, not my pay grade, uh, unfortunately. If I had to do it over again, I don't know. Maybe I would take a different route. Um, let's talk wide receiver really quick because <laughs> a lot of a lot of folks feel that um, the Giants are, are going to draft a quarterback in the. I mean, a wide receiver in the first round. I liked I, I like uh, Addison out of USC. Uh, but, but, you know, a lot of it obviously depends on what your flavor is, right. And what your scheme is and who's yep. a possession wide receiver, yep. who's a burner, who runs the best route, who has the best, like, you know, are you looking at a guy who can play X, Y, and Z? So just out of curiosity, if you're the giants, based on what, you know, what you saw, what you've heard, um, if the giants do take a quarterback in the first round, I mean, why do you keep on saying quarterback? If a giants do, do, I don't know. If they do I, take a I, wide I receiver, Freudian slip. I know, right? If the Giants take a wide receiver uh, in the first round, who do you think it's going to be? It's going to be who's available because, you know, luckily for the Giants, or maybe unluckily, like they're picking not in a great spot. Like they're they're not going to have their their pick. You know, I think that if Jordan Addison's available, I, I really like him. He obviously he's that that pro day is going to determine a lot because he his hamstring running or working out in the combine. So it's going to be a little bit of an abbreviated combine for him. But, you know, I, I don't know. I Like, I don't even hate taking a couple swings at the wide receiver position and maybe taking different body types. I like the TCU receiver the best. I'm, I'm not sure that, like I said, I don't think he'll be available at that point. But I think the Giants are in a really good spot to be able to get a couple of key contributors there, like in the spots, like, and have their choice, right? I even think they could, there's a chance they could even think if they have a higher rated corner, that that might be the smarter play because this wide receiver class isn't as deep as the one we've seen before, but there will be good second and third round receivers still. So corners, um, Witherspoon, Joey Porter Jr., Gonzalez, is is there one corner that, that jumps off the page to you? Yeah, I mean, coming into it, Devin Witherspoon was probably my number one. His tape, to me, is the strongest. His, his ability to do the types of things that you see in a blitz-heavy scheme, it forecasts well. So that was that was probably my favorite one. Just overall, he, he's probably my favorite one. But I was talking to a bunch of the defensive back specialists that I, you know, around around the league and the people who I trust the most. And there's a couple of names that, could be sort of like, you know, the Christian Gonzalez. It could be later risers that are, are really, really helpful and useful. And I like Joey Porter Jr. too. Like I think sometimes people, they don't, they go either way. They either over, they like him too much because of his dad or not enough because of his dad. But I, I think he actually 
you know, you got to remember forecast it in a scheme where there's a lot of blitzing and that's what, that's how you have to factor in who will be best for the Giants. Uh, last, last draft question for you before we move on to uh, some of the hot topics in around the NFL pertaining to free agency and contracts. Um, I'm, I just, I, I love Will Anderson, right? Like, like I, I think he's a one man wrecking machine. I think he's, you know, Micah Parsons 2.0, uh, no off the field issues, right? Like five-star athlete coming out of, mm-hmm. of high school, just a, a complete stud at Alabama. Um, I, I, it, like to me, if, if you're the bears and you, you were last in pressure rate, you've got Justin Fields, maybe you're eyeing, by the way, I, I, I like, um, the quarterback from UNC may, I, I like him coming out next year. Maybe that's the guy I'm eyeing trying to like maybe better my position, uh, accumulate some draft picks. Maybe tra- if, if, if you know that you've got a team that's dying to draft one of these quarterbacks, okay, maybe you agree to, to a trade, accumulate get some draft stock for potentially next year in but still be in a position where you can get Will Anderson who I feel is the, the best player in this draft that's what I would do what so two-part question here do you feel Will Anderson's the best player in this draft number two if you're the Bears what do you do Cynthia you know it's funny because I do think I think Will Anderson's the safest best player in this draft if that's if that makes sense right like he could kind of go to any team and be immediately impactful, helpful, and, you know, probably have, like, the, the Micah Parsons sort of trajectory on almost every team. However, I feel like there's a few guys here, like, it sounds crazy, but, like, even guys, like, I know I'm an analytics person, but, like, B. John Robinson, he's the tight end. He's really, really, really useful and impactful. And to be honest with you, he could be one of those who, in the right system, could be, like, a, a guy who – and just an absolute stud, like different type of player, but like a, you know, give that, that impact that's like as impactful as like Derrick Henry, you know, he doesn't play like Derrick Henry, but you know, a, 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 that kind of influence on a team. But again, positional value means to me that you've got to, you've got to value defensive edge play or pressure play higher than you do running back. Interesting. Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here at 98.7 ESPN. You can see her all over the NFL network and she's joining us from the combine uh, where you could just hear in her voice. I, I know you've been working your butt off girl. And so again, we're, we're, we're so appreciative that you're spending some time with us on this Sunday morning. Um, before we let you go, let's talk about some of the big storylines out there, right? And let's, let's start first and foremost with the giants. Daniel Jones uh, leaves CAA goes to athletes first. Uh, Fowler, Graziano, they're reporting that he wants somewhere between 45 to $48 million. The Giants were hoping somewhere around $35 million. If they would have picked up his option, it would have been $22 million. We wouldn't be having this conversation. Uh, the Giants are cap... Sh- mm, I wouldn't say cap-strapped. They're up in the top five in regard to cap space. But still, um, you know, this, this is not in the realm of what they were anticipating uh, they have until Tuesday to work out a deal, or they're going to tag him. A tag would be $32.4 million. So with that being said, you've been in Indianapolis this week. What have you heard? What do you know? What can you tell us in regards to Daniel Jones? I mean, ultimately, it's, part of this is they're trying to figure out, like, what's Saquon's number going to be, right? Like, because when you talk about cap, you have to remember you haven't paid some of your guys yet, and – you've got some, some people on that defensive front that you need to make sure they're happy too. So at the end of the day, I think that I can go in and have my agent say I want a billion dollars, but the NFL network is probably not going to give me that. <laughs> so, you know, it's, 
I think I actually do think that they'll come to a consensus. I just don't think that it, ha- you know, it, it didn't happen this week, but that doesn't mean I don't think it will happen. I, I just think it's, I, I want my agent to go in and value me at the top of the market, but, but the reality is, is they'll probably settle somewhere in between with some flexibility at the end of the contract. Because remember, Athletes First is the same, is the same company who represents guys like Aaron Rodgers who have really keen contracts that have like these weird voidable years that are very confusing for us to talk about in the media, but they end up helping both the team and the player achieve what they want. They're very good at doing that. Um, interesting. Uh, so uh, again, the, the, the expectation is that a deal will be made um, because they're hoping to sign Daniel Jones and tag Saquon Barkley around $10 million. Um and and if not, then they tag Daniel Jones. And then what does that mean for Saquon Barkley? Potentially, do they lose him if if, if they don't get a deal done with with Daniel Jones? I don't think that they lose him. I think that the priority is to figure out a way to like keep Saquon happy. And you know, this is a really important and pivotal decision for both Brian Dable and Joe Shane. So I think that their goal would be to figure out, okay, how do we keep both of them in a way that respects our cap that allows us to achieve, like, you know, they have to keep some, they have to figure out their wide receiver situation and they do need to figure out that secondary. So there are some, there are some, and and wide receivers are expensive as are secondary players. So, you know, you've got to figure out with the draft and what you potentially draft, how to maximize what Daniel Jones would like, what Saquon is able to to get, and then being able to pick up enough of the pieces to keep them like as competitive as possible. Because this is a good team that could be a great team. They are closer than they have been in years. So, you know, keeping their players is a priority. Last but not least, before I let you go, uh, let's talk about the Jets, right? Aaron Rodgers holding up this quarterback free agency process, uh, waiting to see. You know, is it is it the Jets? Is it retirement? Could he go to the Raiders? Um, you know, what, what What have you heard this week pertaining to the Jets? I know the Jets met with Derek Carr while they were in, in Indianapolis. Of course, Derek Carr visited New York the week prior to that. So in regard to the Jets, what have you heard at the Combine? You know, before the Combine, I would have told you that I thought Aaron Rodgers was gone and not a Packer. And for the entire week, no one no one has explicitly said anything, but the tea leaves and the, and the sense and the energy around like what it feels like people are planning for. If I were guessing, and I have no, you know, no one has told me this explicitly, I would be, if, if you were going to bet on it, which you can do, but I can't because I work for the league, I would bet the last, there's only four digits. I would bet there's only four letters in the in your quarterback's last name uh, if you're a Jets fan next season as opposed to, you know, however many letters are in Rodgers. Yeah, and, and and listen. At the end of the day, I, I I am I lean more towards Team Car. I do, right? Don't have to give drop picks up for him. Um, can negotiate a deal. Don't have to eat what the Green Bay Packers um, have have agreed to in regard to a, an extension last season. Um, he comes in. I think he's he's more willing to work with some of the young players. I just I just feel like there's be less drama with Car than there will be with Rodgers. So. Uh, I, I lean teams. I lean towards Team Car myself. So we'll see what happens. Cynthia, you rock. Um, get home safe, my friend. Please, again, know how much we appreciate your time here on 98.7 ESPN.
Well, I miss you, and the only thing missing from the combine was you, Anita. Next year, we got to get you back there. Oh, a really quick timeout before I let you go. Paul Dettino, one of my dearest friends on the entire planet, he's part of the Giants broadcast team. He said he interviewed you and that you were absolutely he did. delightful. We had so much fun. I was, I was like, I was like, Paul, tell me something I don't know. Like, tell me something I don't know about Cynthia Freeland. So he absolutely adored oh, you, and thank you so much for giving Paul Dettino the time. He's he's well worth it. Oh my it. god, it was so much fun. Anytime. All right, my friend, you take care. Get home safe. You too. Talk to you soon. I'm not even speaking English anymore. Talk to you soon. It's okay. It's okay. Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. John and Jose, hang tight. Uh, I'll get you when we get back. A lot to unpack there. Very interesting. Always great to have somebody, you know, on the ground, eyes and ears in Indianapolis. 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN. He ain't no damn running back. He's a quarterback. And he, he can sling that rock. So I'm going to stand up for my brother every time. And, and he's going to do great things in his career. And I'm excited to play with him. That's his team. So, but I mean, I think I got to do my, I got to do my thing. I got to go build my legacy. And I know he, and he's rude to me. He texted me uh, yesterday morning. So me and him uh, are brothers for life. I'm sorry, Tom, who's that again? That was QB prospect CJ Stroud talking about the Bears potentially drafting him and saying that the Bears is Justin Fields' team. He does not want to go there. Courtney Cronin, who uh, covers the Bears, does a great job at doing so, joined me earlier uh, this week on my digital bet show. It's called Bet. How appropriate is that? Uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on ESPN, ESPN+. Plus. Um, and so I, when we come back, I, what I want to do, guys, uh, at the top of the 10 o'clock hour, I, I do want to play that interview. It's, it's quick. It's it's five minutes. Um, but I was asking her, what are the Bears going to do with that number one overall pick? So I, I, I think it's it, it's interesting to have the conversation because a lot of what the Bears do, I, I think, is, is, is going to obviously uh, dictate how this draft falls out. Uh, let's go to John in Hillsdale. John, welcome in. Good morning. I'm a Teamster truck driver, and I drive around all day. I listen to the station all day long. I don't. I disagree. Respectfully disagree with you and Ira. Like, why would you go for Derek Carr when you have Aaron Rodgers sitting there? He'll be like Mark Messier. We will eat him up in New York. We will love him. We. we how many quirky quarterbacks do we have? We have Cam Newton went to a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson went to a Super Bowl. It's been 12 years since we've gone to a Super Bowl. Oh, my God. 12 years to the playoffs. Like, we want Aaron Rodgers. He, New York will eat him yeah, up but, and but, love but him. But Aaron, Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to the Super Bowl every single year he's in Green Bay, John. Just because you get Aaron Rodgers doesn't mean you're going to go to the Super Bowl. But don't forget, Brees Hall would have been Rookie of the Year. 
Like you match him up with Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, we're going to the playoffs and we're going to make noise. Like we want him. New York will eat him but, up. But, like but don't also, you, for but the John, Kia. here's. But John, here's another here's another thing. You've got to look big picture here. And John, I appreciate the phone call and I love the passion and I understand where you're coming from. But you know, you're going to have to give up some draft picks to get Aaron Rodgers. And you know, he's no spring chicken now. Um chances are maybe he just plays one year. Okay? Are you willing to give up draft picks for him to come in and play one year with no guarantee that you do go and I will say this, whether the the Jets get Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers, I do believe the Jets make it to the playoffs. Um, I think they'll be competitive in the, in the division. I still think the Bills win the division, but I do believe that the Jets will make it into the playoffs, at least by a wild card. Do they make some noise? Obviously, a lot of that is going to dictate health. How healthy can they stay, especially on the defensive side of the ball? Uh, you know, it's, you, there's no like a hundred percent guarantee that the Jets win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Are you willing to give all that up? And 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 who and you know another thing is like, love him or hate him, I do listen to Colin Coward, and he's every now and then he's he's got an he's got more times than not he's got a very interesting take on life and sports, and the way that he has. Um, has this view of Aaron Rodgers, you know, late 30s, never married, no kids, no responsibility, very self-centered, very selfish, doesn't work well with others, um, egomaniac, like all those things. It's just, to me, to me, it's, 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 it's a turnoff, especially with a team offensively that has so many young players that, you know, I think you do put value in bringing in a quarterback, a veteran quarterback, who is more open-minded to working with and developing and helping grow young players, which obviously we know Aaron Rodgers is not, and we saw that last season. Um, we come back. We'll continue with your calls. Jose, you will be first up, even though I know you want to talk about the Knicks. Uh, I'll get your call. And also, uh, I, I'm going to play that clip with uh, Courtney Cronin joining me. I, I think it's important uh, to hear her take in regard to what she thinks the Bears do with that number one overall pick. Uh, also coming up this hour, we'll talk a lot of Knicks. Moke Hamilton is joining me. You've got the Knicks going up against the Celtics later on today, uh, which you'll be able to uh, hear right here on 90.7 ESPN.